is going on? It's Dub Conversation from Dub, my podcast. You are for a treat. Uh, man, you are for a treat. You are going to learn about me. You're going to learn today. To quote Kevin Hart, you're going to learn today. You're going to learn about me today. Um, the whole goal of this podcast was to get people to know me. I, I, I don't... Oh, I'm about ready to tell you why. God damn it, I'm an idiot. Okay, look. Some of the stuff in today's double feature podcast recorded over two days. There's it's some rambling. It's going to be like you're talking to me. or It's going to be like I'm talking to you, for real. It's going to be like you really were in the car with me. Um... There are first day. There's it gets dodgy. I even say halfway through it during it that I'll never release it. I'll, I, you won't hear it. Um, I've I've sat today and I thought about it and I'm I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna put it out there and I'm putting it out there knowing that this if I was an important person this probably would get me in trouble. So, you know, make sure you download it and hold on to it in case I ever do get important. I doubt that I will, but hey, it could happen. And I I stand by the stuff I said in in the first day. And to try to buffer it a little bit, uh, I'm going to come in and I'm going to tell you, hey, this Bowery get, you know, going a little rant. And (laughs) when I was editing part of it today, I... uh, I started using the Ron Burgundy from Anchor, you know, Anchorman, Ron Burgundy, uh, the cannonball sound. Um, now, I, I may have overused it. I may have drawn a flag for overuse of the cannonball sound. While I was doing it, I thought it was hilarious. And usually if I think something's funny I, I gotta roll with it uh, if I try to edit it to make it non-offensive or uh, safe nothing else in this freaking podcast been safe so why start so I'm giving you all of this preamble to let you know you know language if language is offensive you know don't don't listen to this one um, also I yeah, I, I get a little dodgy in this. Uh, I'm going to tell you a couple stories that are not. <laughs> Man, if you, if, you are, if you are a tight ass, don't listen. That's what I'm trying to say. If you would get offended easily, don't listen. Don't listen. Because you're going to be offended. You're not going to find it funny. And, I'm, and it'll be like it's an awkward conversation. It's already awkward because I don't have any uh, visual feedback. Or, you know, when you're in a conversation, you actually talk to somebody. Look, I may talk a lot. But I can, I can feel your vibe. I can, I can feel it. And I'm talking to the ether right now. So I don't know if I'm uh, going to be playing the crickets or if I'm going to be laughing. If everybody's going to be laughing, I, I really hope you laugh. I hope I get a chuckle. Um, if not, hey, won't be the first time I bomb, right? That's what I do, man. Some rooms I kill. Some rooms I bomb. Anyway, I, enough preamble. Here, here it is. Enjoy yourself. I'm Dub. Fuck. You gonna learn today? And what is up? It's Dub. 
Welcome to my podcast, Conversation from Dub. Once again, rolling in on the ride to work. Check me out on Stitcher.com. Check me out on iTunes or from Dub.com. And that's really the address. F-R-O-M-D-U-B.com. I know a few people have been confused about that. Uh, this morning, I just wanted to follow up a little bit on my uh, previous co- uh, podcast where I divulged, uh, you know, some not so pretty and uh, pretty emotional details about my life. Uh, a couple of things came from that. Um, first of all, uh, a lot of a lot of uh, positive feedback, which. Frankly, uh, tells me a lot more people are, are listening than the than the tens that I thought were uh, watching. I say watching. Jesus Christ, a lot more people are listening than I anticipated. Uh, there's more than the tens of people that I uh, thought. Um, I, I think it still is tens, but it's it's a higher tens than um, than I had anticipated. So. Uh, yeah, so that's out there. Um, secondly, uh, I appreciate all of the feedback that I've gotten. Um, uh, you know, it, it's a it's a touchy subject, obviously, for you know a couple of reasons. One being the chocaine that I discussed, and the other being you know the um, taking you know the uh, attempt of uh, suicide. That's those aren't. Uh, those aren't soup questions, you know. If you've ever seen uh, Finding Forrester, that's a reference that I use often, and often gets crickets and people looking at me funny. But it is—it's a valid uh, reference for me, and it's a, a valid way to put things. Uh, go watch the movie; you'll understand what I'm talking about. And if you don't want to watch it, I'm not going to explain it. I'm not going to spend my little bit of time here explaining a movie that you should have already watched. Dude, the Sean Connery's in. Watch it; it's a good flick. Uh, it looks like it might, you know they, they hyped it up to be kind of like a basketball hip hoppy type movie. Nah, it's 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 about writing. It's about writing. That's really what it's about. It's about uh, finding finding support and friends in in oddball places. Maybe not oddball, but in you know the unlikely place. It's a it's a coming of age story. It is it's beautiful. It is uh, you know defying what society expects of you. Right, that's everything that I'm about. That is in that movie, um, and it, it's damn good. It is damn good. Uh, that young man has gone on to, to to play in lots of great things, and you know I'm not gonna hype it anymore. I've already talked about it uh, way too long. Okay. So anyway, yeah, the, the, you know I just want to follow up on some of these things. I I had to end that because one, I was getting close to work. Two, it it, uh, it took a lot out of me too. To relive that uh, that 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 journey, that episode was emotionally draining, obviously, uh, when I was going through it. But it was also emotionally draining to relive it, because you know, to be honest with you, I, I kind of you know you have to oversimplify things when you when you when you discuss them and, and when you when you do that you lose the nuances of, of what actually occurred um, and I just wanted to, to touch on some of these things to kind of un-Hollywood it um, 
you know, the choking was not the only reason that I was fucked up. Uh, I was drinking heavily. I had been drinking since I was 10 years, shoot, probably even before that, 10 years old. I remember getting drunk in middle school. Um, I was not a good kid. Uh, you know, it's it, bad influences. You know, who you hang out with ends up being who you become. So I may have mentioned it on this podcast, but I know I've said it to anybody that'll ever listen to me. And that is, it's, it's advice that I've been given and it's advice that I'm, I, I continue to give young people. And that is, if you are the smartest kid in your group, if you are the smartest kid in your group, you need a new group. Just as in playing sports, you need to play the best to be the best. In life, you need to you need to swing up. You need to swing up. Um, now, uh, smart isn't always the, the 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 deciding factor there. You know, uh, it's just if you're more mature than them, or if you're a good person. Uh, the only person that I've ever let you know, you know, slide on this, admittingly, is uh, my son Noah. Your immediate response should be, well, it's because he's the baby and you you uh, are soft on him. Well, no, nah, that's not it. Uh, the statute of limitations hasn't been up on, I don't know what the statute of limitations on child abuse is, but uh, I made the boy bleed a few times. I have definitely not soft on him. He caught more beatings than any of my other kids. Um, he, he took a whooping more than once. Uh, he accidentally made him bleed once or twice. Um, I have popped him straight in the mouth. Uh, you know, he, he has not had a, a, an easy ride. This is this living with me is not easy. Um, I blow up, I explode uh, temper like a motherfucker. And then once I get it out, then I, you know, you know, I'll yell at him and say I'm sorry at the same time. It, I've hit him in the mouth and said I'm sorry at the same time. It's it is. Uh, it's not something I'm proud of, but hey, look, not everything is right. But but anyway, I. I let it go with him for one reason, and that is every group that he's had ever been a part of since we moved out here to North Carolina, he was the the runt, if you will. He was the butt of the jokes, you know, goaded into doing things, and then everybody would laugh. He was their fucking entertainment, you know. He was like the, uh, excuse the, the phrase, but the retarded kid from, you know, back in the seventies, every group had like, you know, one kid that was special and then, you know, get him to say stuff and do something and laugh at him. Not appropriate at, in any means, but that's what happened. And they did that to Noah. They would know that they could fuck with him, get him to do something. Then he would go off and do it. And then it, it, it would be, he would get in trouble. Um, or they would mess with him. He would fight. His reaction would screw up anything that would ever happen to that other group or that person. So that, that's where it was at. Um, uh, so when he moved to public school in eighth grade and then on it, you know, into the high school, he started, uh, one reason or another, he couldn't get into the, the honors classes at first because, uh, the records didn't transfer correctly from the private school. Um, so he, um, was in, you know, regular, quote unquote, regular classes, which, it, you know, is, ends up being your your thug you, you know, it's, it's, when you got a big ass high school like Huff, there's classes that, you know, kids are not upward bound, they're sideways bound or lower bound, you know, these kids are, you know, they're smoking pot on the way to school, they're smoking pot in school, um, 
that's you know some of them may be smart but they you, know, you can't prove it um anyway he would hang around these kids and I, I did not like it but um i had a talk with one of his teachers and i had a talk uh, a long talk with him about it and here's the thing is this teacher said that the the kids that that he hung out with did better in school were doing better in school in classes that he was in and on days that he was there those kids didn't show out they uh they did better on their work because no one would help them um and those kids had his back more than anybody else to the point where you know if somebody picked on them somebody was ready to go they were they were they were ready to go black hawk down back to back swinging and to have that kind of friend is is a special thing and he found a group of kids that that had that for him and you know they, they joked with him but it was jokes it wasn't uh there was no mean spirited behind it so in that particular case i relented because Noah was making a difference in someone else's life and it did not affect him they respected him not for not smoking weed and for not uh you know drinking now uh allegedly Noah is uh not doing any of that stuff in college now and his teammates respecting for it or at least you know uh, uh respect the, that, that fact okay I'm gonna interject here real quick and I realize that I'm making it sound like uh, everybody on Noah's team does something dirt. I meant that Noah doesn't drink nor smoke weed and they respect him and don't try to make him drink or anything like that. Alright? Alright. Uh, I can't prove that, but I can do, say you this. I can prove it in high school because I did it twice. And I've, I've admitted it to him now. I didn't admit it to him when I was doing it, but I drug tested him twice in high school so I could stand on my pulpit and say my son doesn't do those things. And yeah, I, I did it so I didn't look like an ass. Uh, I don't want to be that parent out here preaching that my kid doesn't use drugs and then <laughs> he's the biggest drug you know abuser in the world. Uh, Todd Maravich, his parents thought he was living this clean lifestyle, you know, never had a hamburger, you know, never had a McDonald's, all that bullshit. And then he, they were, they were chanting marijuana at him at, in high school because he was the biggest pot smoker in the school. You know, clearly, uh, if you suppress kids, you know, that things happen. So uh, I, I wanted to be able to do that. So, I, yeah, I drug tested him um, to be able to stand on my high horse. I uh, did it for selfish reasons. I also did it. I wanted to make sure that, you know, he understood. I, we had long talks about it. Never hit anything of my own life to him. Let him know exactly what I thought about drugs. Um and, and marijuana, uh, and if you want to know what I think, I, I, I think that uh, I think marijuana should be legal. I think it's no more dangerous than than alcohol. I think that I have done many more ridiculous things when I was drunk that could get me in trouble and escalate me to use other substances uh, when I was drunk more than when I was high. And that being said, I do not think that you should do either one when you are a young adult because I don't think you have the maturity. And I think that's, uh, I, I wholeheartedly believe that that is what led me into so many difficulties in high school was the fact that I was young, immature, and buck wild. I was buck wild. I graduated high school at 17, clearly not old enough, uh, not mature enough. Uh, my parents had a choice to put me up or put me back you know, when I first started school and they chose to get me in school early, which is 
sometimes the thought is let's get him into school early because he you know he needs to learn he's stuff he's smart because everybody thinks their kid's smart and that's cool but what you do don't realize when you're doing it that early is that graduating at 17 from high school is is fucking ridiculous you can't do shit you're, you're 17 years old you're not an adult graduating high school and and, and you're you're younger than everybody around you and when you're younger than everyone around you sometimes you try to act out to fit in and you know you do things that you shouldn't do and that was me absolutely wild uh, I did everything I could to be the wild child I thought that that it was cool uh, it got me a reputation of being quite a knucklehead and I don't think there was a person in my town that thought that I was a good person uh, yeah, that's that's not good. I, I live in a pretty big town. It, it wasn't, you know, not Chicago size, not Charlotte size, but it was larger than, you know, Huntersville, where I live now. Twin City, Champaign-Urbana, you know, college town. You know, other than the college, I think anybody that knew me knew that I was not a good person in high school. Uh, even after high school, uh, you know, it, it uh, wasn't a great person. I was wild was known for doing things not on this side of the law so while my last podcast dealt with one particular instance I don't want it to make it seem like that that thing came out about right that that instance happened and then my life suddenly was great okay my life was not great after that uh, I did stop doing uh, the chocaine in high school for a while but when I went off to college, I, uh, you know, I experimented again, messed around a little bit here and there. Uh, it never was, my habit never was uh, as bad as it was in high school. And again, I think that leads to itself to maturity. Uh, when I was in college, I drank so much that it, I mean, it, it was, it was retarded. It really was. Um, and I think that that's in some cases part of the college thing. But you shouldn't, as a freshman, you shouldn't be able to outdrink seniors, and that is what happened. Uh, so, turn around now, you get to where I was 20, 20 years old on my birthday, 20 years old, still not legally able to drink in Illinois, and I, I drank a buttload on that night. I, uh, I funneled, which, you know, is with the funnel, and then, you know, like, you, you funnel the beer, uh, but I did it with a champagne, uh, funneled a bottle of champagne that was ridiculous I drank two bottles of Boone's Farm half a bottle of Mad Dog uh, 2020 which somebody had given me at the liquor store when I was getting stuff for the the night's festivities and I understand this is also this was a Tuesday night this was a Tuesday night my birthday and a Tuesday or Thursday I, I remember that because it was nickel beer night at, uh, at I think it was Thirsty's which was in the downtown of Charleston Illinois I went to Eastern Illinois University uh, that uh, I remember it because after I drank all that I just said then we went out I went out drinking after that I went to nickel beer night after that so yeah crazy night man it was it was ridiculous now saying wow how did you you know that's a lot it is I mean that's alcohol poisoning uh, levels kids I'll tell you something that, that, that scared me to death, and that is the next morning, not a hangover, no hangover at all, none, 
woke up like nothing. Went to went to dinner, you know, the, the went to the uh, eating hall, had breakfast. I think I even may have went to a class or two that day. The next day, that was the day I realized I have a problem. Maybe not, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm a functioning drunk, but I have a problem. So I stopped drinking. I stopped drinking for five years. Uh, or maybe it was six years. I think it was 24 years old, 25 years old. That summer before I, uh, yeah, it was, that's what it was. It was the summer before I turned 25. I, uh, I turned around, had, I started drinking again. Uh, not, not like I turned around, hey, I'm gonna have a drink. But I decided that, you know, I mean, let me see. And I was with some guys that I trusted at the time. And I said, hey, look, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have some drinks. And I want you to watch me and be honest. If I, you know, get out of control, I want you to, to step in and say, nope, nope, that, this ain't it. So that's what I did. And I've been drinking since then, uh, here and there, mostly, you know, recreationally, uh, socially, they say. Now I've gotten, you know, I probably drink heavy, more heavy than most, but it, most is is uh, is relative because I think if you're from the Northeast, what I what I drink is you know a daily thing that that's normal. Uh, just you know, like in in, uh, in Europe, it, it's just normal to drink more. Uh, it, it's it's acceptable. It's it's uh, what what happens. Um, but you know, down here in the Bible Belt, uh, not I drink was probably a little excessive. Now, when I found out that I have diabetes, which by the way, November first, it's Diabetes Month. Recognize. All right. So I got diabetes, and when I found that out, uh, I drank for a couple weeks after that. Here and there, you know, maybe even a little bit more than a couple weeks. But um, for the past year or so year and a half, I have uh, drank selectively on a few occasions and not many times. Uh, I would say you know, Super Bowls, one, one time I, I, had a, I had a drink Super Bowl before last, and then I had a couple of drinks uh, one of the nights at LaxCon, and that's about it. Um, I have not drank really since LaxCon, I don't think. And then that, that's what I'm saying. Is it, I drink so little now that I don't even think about it. However, I'm not. I'm not that. I'm not. I'm not a non-drinker. I just choose not to drink because it makes battling the blood sugar trickier and, quite frankly, more of a pain in the ass. And I don't. I don't enjoy uh, battling the blood sugar. It. it I, I hate everything about diabetes. It is the worst fucking disease. Um, if you don't think so I, I I understand that it, it it's a little like uh, saying that like you know that XYZ if for a guy compares to uh, being pregnant for a woman you know it, it's hard to get it's hard to get buy-in on that you know cancer kills you yeah well you know diabetes kills you too but it just does it slower and uh, you can't point exactly to it, um, it you know it ravishes your uh, internal organs cuts them up as a matter of fact, when I found out I had diabetes, this is interesting, is that when people my age discover they have diabetes, they have already usually lost 80% of their kidney function. 80%. Think about that. Now, my diabetes was caught very quick. My um, health provider, is she's very stern with me and makes sure that I 
you know, have a full battery of tests done every year, and now it's every six months. Um, and my kidney function is fine. Uh, my liver function is fine. Everything's good. Uh, I, I was lucky to catch it, and the medication I take now is supposed to prevent any damage to my internal organs. Um, not sure about my eyesight. I still haven't been to the doctor in a couple of years to, to test my vision. Uh, you know, testing your vision when you need glasses is, is I got a good eye doctor though. What I'm, I, I don't, I'm not rambling at this point. Uh, the whole point of this podcast was to talk to you about the follow up to, to the, um, uh, my last podcast. So I, I, I wanted to thank everybody for that. Um, and you know, I went into some of the details just now about what I was like in high school and, and earlier in life to let you know that uh, you know, I was a, a screw up. Absolutely. Um, so I didn't want to make it seem like the choke cane was the only reason that I had the, the, the depression and the, the battle with, with suicide is that uh, the truth is, is I probably would have had the battle with, with anything. And that's why it's so important to pay attention to telltale signs that someone needs help. And while well, you know, I should always uh, look to, to, you know, say a nice word to somebody, kind of let them know that you care about them. Uh, so yeah, because look, I, life comes at you, right? It, it, it keeps coming. There's never, the only time you finish is when you are dead. Um, there's no finish to this shit. And every, every challenge you have in life, you say, all I got to do is get to X, right? So use the lacrosse analogy. I'm trying to get recruited, right? I'm trying to get recruited. Ah, if I, once I commit, man, things are good. Nah, man, once you commit it now, now the big work starts. Now you got to start playing big boy. You got to get your, get your uh, strength up because college is a different game. It's it's tougher. It's it, it, The checks are come harder. Um, your body's got to be stronger to, to deal with those things. Um, you know, being in the position I'm in now and, and seeing um, my son at college level and seeing my girlfriend's college, uh, boy at the college level and seeing what they're going through and seeing that they have kids on their teams that are not as equipped for college as they thought. You know, it, it, it's where, you know, you think that you've reached a finish line and, and really you've reached another starting line. Every milestone is the beginning of the next one. And damn, it sucks. You know, it's like, think all I got to do is get to this point. If I make this much money in my life, then I'll be good. Nope. Now, now you got an old set of, another set of problems. Now you got to work towards the next thing. And it stinks. It really does stink because there's not a day that is not a challenge. Um, you know, I'm going through some stuff right now with, uh, you know, being able to afford college. Uh, Division three, there's no scholarships. And... I haven't exactly been uh, up on up on all my finances, and so you know I got some challenges ahead of me trying to make sure that I keep Noah at school. Um, there was no finish line to him, you know, that this college road. Now there's you know the next set of, of of things, and I gotta be honest, you know, I think I've made it pretty clear in this podcast that I am not one for keeping up on things. I am I'll let things slip in a minute. I'm I'm a single parent. I don't have you know it's not a two income household. So, and there's not two people there now, especially with Noah gone. You know, I don't have two people uh, 
I can't tell no one to take out the trash. I got to take the trash out. This is going off the rails. I, I see myself in all kinds of problems. Uh, but, you know, whatever. Life, life, life comes at you, man. And it keeps going. There'll be challenges for me after. After I get done helping pay for college. There's, there's challenges next. You know, what challenges are, whatever I, wherever I take this life. Um, man, I, I would love, 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 love to wake up one day and not have to worry about different things. Man, that would be great. That would be the, that would be the dream. But I got to tell you, uh, all my life, I have just looked to one milestone after the other, thinking to myself, convincing myself that things are going to be better when I reach X. And they never have been. Um, the, the shitty things in life are still the shitty things in life. Some things may get better, but if I don't, if you don't deal with the things that are shitty and, and get them under control, they're going to, they're going to be even shittier later. Um, and my hope is that I've told enough people this, that I have, uh, you know, imparted the wisdom not to be a dumb shit and to keep, keep things under control, live your life for you, but keep stuff under control. Um, it is great to, to live your life the way you want to and be happy, but we are living in, in the world and there are social norms that have to be uh, kept up. There are laws that need to be kept up. Um, so you got to keep on that shit. All right, hey, uh, this is the moment I told you about. Buckle up. It's about ready to get it, get it. Here we go. I don't even know what I'm going to call this podcast right now. This is a rambling mess. That's what this is. It's going to be called the rambling mess of Williams. The dub mess. Dubmess.com. I should I should get that. No, I shouldn't. I have enough URLs. All right. Hey, look, uh, we're still talking because I'm still on my way in. Uh, hopefully getting in there before this meeting starts. Uh, man, I got to tell you. I'm... <sighs> I don't even know what I want to talk about. I, I'm thinking about getting a sidekick for this, you know, maybe have somebody. But then what? Well, then it wouldn't be conversation from Doug, right? The whole point of this podcast, if you haven't guessed, is to feel like you're having a conversation with me. And you're saying to yourself, what? But then it's not a conversation because I don't get to talk. You're right. When I talk, I tend to dominate a conversation for some reason. Why? Because I fucking talk. I got, I got rambles. I, I could take a, a 10 minute statement and I can, man, I am so surprised that people don't tell me to shut the fuck up. I really am. I, I don't deal with adults all day. So, I mean, I, I go into work and uh, most people are, are foreign and I don't really have a lot in common with them. They're nice people. I have pleasantries with them, but man, it's hard to understand them. And it, uh, yeah, it, it is what it is. Um, so, and it, it, you know, this is mildly, it, it sounds mildly racist, but you know, look, if difference with people is difference with people. And it doesn't, because I'm pointing out the differences, pointing out that they're, they're, they're they talk, uh, you know, thick accents that I can't understand. And they don't speak English as like their third language. They don't really understand the English I'm saying. Uh, it, 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 that's not 
being racist. That is being uh, stating a true statement. Now, there might be some offensiveness in there when I talk to you next about how they smell. Um, I say they, and I don't mean like those people. I mean that particular person. Look, I'm not saying all South East Asians stink. I'm saying that Southeast Asian or stinks, all right? Uh, good Lord. Cannonball! There's one person in this office. Look, they're social norms, man. They're social norms. Motherfucker, you stink. Wash your ass. Cannonball! Jesus Christ. I Look, I shouldn't walk down a hall after you and, and the smell gets worse as I go down the hall. You've been standing in this hall for, you know, five minutes talking on the phone. When I go down it, you've left. You've been going out of there for two minutes and it still smells to high heaven. No, nah, man, you got to I got to I can't wear jeans every day to work. Right. There's a there's a dress code, business casual. We don't. Why? Well, because that's what my, my employer says. But now, if I go into the office and I say, hey, this guy stinks. No one wants to mess with it. Why? Because he's this person is a uh, uh, is. You know, a non-white, they don't want to deal with it. They don't. It's 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 a touchy subject, and I don't see why. I'm not saying that all all uh, people of his nationality stink. I'm saying this motherfucker stinks. I, he needs to wash the fuck up. Cannonball! And it's not fuck. It's not even just a Monday thing. It's not a Tuesday thing. It's an everyday thing. Every day. You know, it ain't everyday hustling. Every day he's stinking. It's terrible. Now. Look, uh, I think everybody should be able to do what they want to do in America. You should do what you want to do. But, look, if freedoms aren't free freedoms, right? Freedoms are freedoms until, they're, until they in, encroach on someone else's freedoms. You stay. Cannonball! You are in the office. There are social norms that need to be addressed, need to be observed. Business casual. Look, if you go into a, a, a meeting and you're trying to get a contract right and you going with this stinky bitch I, look are you gonna get that contract no when you leave they ain't gonna talk about your proposing and talk about how much this motherfucker stinks Cannonball! that ain't that ain't, that's not racist now sure I, it's a maybe offensive that i keep talking about it and i and that's also maybe offensive in in a little bit uh white of me to say that i don't even know what nationality the person is i, I know that they're um I don't. I have no fucking clue. Uh, and I borderline don't care. Uh, not not because I, look, I, it's at work. I, I, I'm I'm not into work anymore. You know what I mean? I'm not into the work scene. I don't want to socialize with people I work with. I want my so my work life to be completely separate from my my home life. This is never ever going to be on. I I can't see myself leaving this in the podcast because God damn, this could get me in so much trouble. Cannonball! Because it, it it it's a a ticking time bomb. A ticking time bomb. Here's a funny story. So, uh, one my boss is new to being a boss at this company at least i don't know what his, his history is uh but he's a white guy and he was the ranking uh person when uh the big shakeup came up and in my department got moved from shit, I don't know, maybe syracuse uh i guess and then it all got moved into charlotte's office all right so 
as we're all moving in here, we get one guy, he's now in charge. So we are getting ready to hire a number of contractors. They would, they wanted me in on the um, interviews. And we had the interview. I can't understand one of the, the, one of the applicants. I just can't understand it. Uh, it is, it, there, was a, there was a communication gap. Um, there was language, one, two, it was, uh, his cell phone was shitty. And so, you know, when you're talking on a cell phone and then there's that delay and then you keep talking oh, over the person and it gets real annoying, right? That was what was happening. So I, I was trying to state this, like communication is going to be an issue with this person. And I was meaning the cell phone and the, the uh, English being the second language. Now, I'm pretty sure you can't say that that's the reason you're not hiring somebody. I'm pretty sure that that cannot be the thing that lets you not hire them because it does look a little discriminatory. So, um, I'm not saying that that, actually I think this person actually did get hired. That's, that, that was pretty funny. So, but my, my point is, is this, is that we were um, discussing it and it just so happened that the three people in, in the office discussing it were all three white guys. So I say, look, we're just couple, we're just three white guys here talking. Cannonball! The look of terror, terror on my boss's face was something that made me laugh uncontrollably. I, I giggled my ass off. It was the funniest thing I'd seen all day. Uh, it was the funniest thing I'd seen all week, to be honest with you. That type of thing to me is funny. That is funny as shit. I don't have racism in my heart, uh, but I am offensive, and I, and I do say some offensive shit. So that's where that lies, and that's a pretty funny story. Anyway, I'm done talking. Uh, I'm at work. Maybe I'll finish this later. Probably not. I'll probably cut all this bullshit out. I don't want you guys to hear all these crazy stories about me or think that I'm offensive. Uh, I probably should explain the racist shit a little bit better than that. But I don't think it's racist. I think it's just maybe even offensive, maybe even not even offensive. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to follow up basically with that and have somebody talk to on my way to work. Thanks for being here. My name's Dub. It's Conversation from Dub. Peace. All right, all right. Day two. Um, yeah, so yesterday, uh, you know, I, I didn't have time to put the uh, podcast together. So here we are next day driving in day two of diabetes month, awareness month, which, by the way, awareness. Are you aware of it? Cancer awareness. Are you aware of it? Oh, boy. The sun is bright today, folks. I can't see shit. Okay. So, yeah, I might just slam into something. What the hell, right? All right. So, look, uh, yesterday, uh, I still haven't decided if I'm going to leave that uh, mildly uh, strange rant that I had on the way, uh, you know, at the very end there. Yesterday was all over the place. Uh, Got to be honest, my mind was not scraped yesterday. It was a mess. Um, But you know what? that, that's kind of the point of yesterday was, you know, uh, life ain't over, you know, milestones are reached. You got, that's just the starting line of the next one. Um, there are no, this isn't a race, man. This is a, this is life. You gotta keep moving, keep pushing. And, uh, you know, today is going to be equally as random. Um, you know, I told you that I, uh, I constantly tell you actually that, you know, I'm not a great person. 
uh, I get accused of being a, a, a decent human being from time to time. And I got to be honest with you, uh, it doesn't always uh, register with me because I don't feel as though I am a, uh, you know, a person that deserves that, that kind of uh, adulation. I still laugh at the wrong stuff constantly. Um, I think the wrong stuff's funny. I, I thought my little story yesterday about a stinky dude was funny. And, you know, to be honest with you, it, it probably, it might even be offensive. It doesn't matter what I think. It matters what other people think. And, uh, you know, if it's offensive to them, it's offensive. Um, I, I don't have any hate or malice in my heart uh, towards any other race. My point about that story was that dude stunk. Or that person stunk. I, I don't want to say it was a dude because it may not be. The person's nickname may be Rotten Crotch. I don't know. Uh, that look. Let's let's not talk about that. Um, so I I really don't know what to talk about again today. So today is going to be day two of randomness. That I think I'm just going to call this random rants because uh, it's it's kind of all over the place. And really, I, I warned you in the in the preview leading up to this podcast and. I said that I was going to be all over the place. I'm random. I, I have a duality that is hard to uh, reconcile at times that I can be such a great person and such a dick all at the same time, which is why I don't feel like I'm a great person. But that being said, nonsense and ridiculousness happens around me on a regular basis. I can't tell you, well, here's an example. I'll just give you a, an example from yesterday. Yesterday was a, it, it was a little rough around the edges for the family. Um, I, I alluded to, you know, there's some school payment problems. Uh, so we were trying to get that worked out yesterday and kind of did maybe sort of we got some hope. Um, but I'm on my way home yesterday and an example of, I think it's funny, but it's clearly wrong is I think a rap money by Buster Rhymes is hilarious. And I think Mike Epps is bit on that song is even funnier. Now, Buster Rhymes just came out and said he, he regrets doing that song. He thinks it's, you know, it was mildly offensive. I think A-Rab Money's funny, okay? So, uh, I sent Noah a text two days ago that had a link to that Spotify of A-Rab Money. And that's all, I, that's all I put, and we both shared a laugh. Now, fast forward to yesterday. Uh, I'm on my way home, and... Noah gets a text from me that says, rolling past a beggar, you know, a panhandler, playing A-Rab Money. That, that's fucked up, right? Question mark. That fucking text cracks me up now. And if I would have gotten that text, I would be cracking up. I think Noah could probably uh, go on tour and do nothing but read my texts 
And not that I'm overly funny, but it's just the, your dad sent that. And when did he send that? What the? F- what the fuck? And I mean, that's just the stuff that goes on. It's ridiculous, right? And then I think that stuff's funny. Uh, you know, if somebody were to read that shit out of context, man, you might think that I'm, I'm a super horrible person. No, I'm not a super horrible person. I just think this shit is funny. Uh, I think that, uh, yeah, offensive, awkward bullshit is funny to me. And, you know, every time I try to explain it, I come off feeling to myself, goddamn, I, I probably should change my ways because it's probably... I'm probably not endearing to anyone saying these things, but you know, fuck it. Uh, if you know me, you understand. Uh, I put my foot in my mouth all the fucking time. We used to call it stepping on my dick. I step on my dick on a regular. Okay. On a regular, I do it. Uh, I, I made fun of a kid, found out he was uh, had down syndrome, but he didn't have the downs face. How am I supposed to know that? I'm making fun of the kid cause he's he, hollering weird. Right. And find out, yeah, he, 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 he's, he's got Down syndrome. William, that's funny. Real funny. And uh, shit. It's not funny, but it's funny that I did it. It's funny that I said that. You know, it's just typical William. Now, you all know that uh, I may or may not have coached football. I did coach football. I'm just saying may or may not because I don't want to get anyone in trouble with the story that I'm about ready to tell. I'm kind of speaking out of school. It's probably something that I shouldn't tell you, but I'm going to tell you because this shit was funny as hell to me. And it tells you the kind of ridiculousness that I live in. <sighs> okay, so I helped start a football program. I wasn't sleeping very often, all right? Uh, the head of the football program tells us in a meeting, you know, we're still not quite, we haven't had a first practice yet. We're getting things going. We're still acquiring coaches, trying to get um, uh, a usable staff. We wound up having the most ridiculously large uh, junior varsity staff that has ever been created. Uh, we had the, we had fireworks at our first home game for a JV game. That's all we had, so we did it. We did it big. That's how ridiculous we are. Yes, we had the most ridiculous opening for a JV game. Fireworks. Okay, so we're at this meeting. Our head guy, I'll leave his name off, says to us, okay, hey, I, I know this group. And he looks at me and my buddy specifically and says, I know this group. I want to give you guys a heads up. Got a guy coming in. He's going to help us with some duties. And it's a specific, a, uh, a special duty, if you will. Football special. You figure it out. Okay. I don't want to say it because it might give it away who it is. Whatever. Bucket. He was a kicking coach. He's going to be a punting coach. He's going to help us with that. He goes, look, he's kicking college, whatever. But, hey, uh, he's he's got an eye. Everybody inquisitive looks at him, you know, what, what I'm talking about. I, I immediately understand. He's got a cockeye. Me and my buddy immediately start singing One Headlight by the Wallflowers. And the Wallflowers, whatever, the, 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 Dylan's son. Yeah. The, the, you know, we can take it home. We, want, we can drive home with one headlight. That fucking, she goes, yeah, see, right there. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. I want to give you guys a heads up. He's got an eye, and I don't want that kind of reaction, but hey, it's okay. He jokes about it too. 
Okay, so I put that in my middle Rolodex. I, it's okay, he jokes about it too. Okay, so now I got that in my head. We're good. Now, I, I wasn't sleeping much at this time because, you know, we were, we were trying to still order all this equipment and trying to organize things and practice, you know, uh, running, uh, I think we were running spring practices at the time, so, or summer practices, one of the two. Uh, probably summer because they were every day. We couldn't do every day in the spring. Okay, so fast forward, I'm at work. Some shit goes down. I'll get back to that. So two days after the shit goes down at work, we have a parent meeting for football. And just before the parent meeting, they introduced me to Justin. Sure enough, he's, you know, I look at him, he's got an eye. I immediately go white and the back of my neck starts getting real, real hot. The minute I see his eye, my neck starts getting hot. I'm like, oh no. So the head coach looks at me and he goes, what the fuck wrong? You know, that's that's look he gave me, what the fuck? So he, put me, he goes, you all right, man? What, what the hell? I told you he had the eye. I said, man, I gotta tell you what happened at work. And he goes, I go, I think I'm in trouble. And he goes, what are you talking about? What happened? I said, all right, so you know how you said he's got an eye, but it's okay? He said, yeah. So they introduced me at work to a guy, we're standing outside, and they introduced me to this guy, same name as our new kicking coach. And they say, hey, he's gonna be doing whatever. I'm not really looking at him. But so uh, I, I turn to shake his hand and I see he's got an eye. He's got one point into the trees, right? So I said, oh, middle Rolodex. His name, I, it's okay, he jokes about it too. So me being me, I say to him, I shake his hand, I say, hey, how you doing? Good speech, blah, blah, blah. I, I said, you know, where you come from? And then I said, oh, hey, hey, snap my fingers. I'm over here. Right? I, I thought that was funny. Because, you know, the, the joke is he's cockeyed. He ain't looking at me. You get it, right? Right. It, it, it's like, who farted? No one is laughing. Everyone, it got real uncomfortable. I could feel it. I'm not oblivious to, to awkward. I like awkward. But this was work awkward, and it was weird awkward. I'm like, oh, my God. What what, what happened? Everybody, I'm like, hey, what? what? He, he's, he's okay with it. And I said that. Oh, he's okay with it, right? That's what you said, right? Hey, okay. Yo, hey, hey, watch out. And then I go about my day. The rest of the day is is fucking weird. No one is talking to me. It's like I shit on their best suit. It is weird as shit. And then I worked at home that night because I knew I had to get to the school for this parent meeting. We were gonna set up or whatever. So I, I wasn't in the office the next day. But then I, I meet the king coach and he's got the eye and I immediately realized that I fucked up. And I, I, mm, joked with the wrong guy with the eye. Now that story is legend. That's legend. I mean, that is, that, that, that was told, retold over and over again about the ridiculousness of me. 
that is just one example of what the f- stuff happens around me that I step on it. I step on it hard. And you know what? Uh, I own it. I did it. I did that. I did it. I did it. I did it. Uh, I still think it's funny to this day. And I'm really surprised I didn't get fired. Uh, I did not get fired from that job. I ended up staying on there for another two years. So, yeah. Uh, it's showing you, you know, if, if you're if you're the awkward guy in the office, sometimes you get a pass. Uh, it wasn't the first time I'd done something stupid. Um, you know, and if I was still there, it wouldn't be the last. Uh, that's just what happens around me. Uh, yeah. And, you know, that's telling this into the ether is kind of weird because I'm not, no one's laughing. It's kind of like I was at work that day. Maybe you guys are listening to it going, God, what a dick. I, I don't know. I think it still think it's funny. Whatever. You know, laugh or don't laugh. I don't give a shit. Um, I think it's funny. I'm still, I'm still giggling to myself. All right. So, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. Uh, what else we got today? Um, let's see. Uh, halftime adjustments. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, well, let me up, update you a little bit. Uh, speaking of halftime, uh, the, uh, NFL season, <laughs> they're, they're having some problems. And I gotta tell you, I'm in a weird place about it. I'm in a fucking weird place about what's going on with the NFL. Uh, it's gone sideways. Uh, you know, I'm suddenly on the same side of people that I'm not on the same side with, right? Uh, I find myself on the same side as Trump now because he's telling everybody to ban the NFL, get up and walk out. But they're walking out for the reason that I'm also not paying attention to them, but I'm on the opposite side. Isn't that crazy? Oh, that's so nuts to me, man. It almost had, had me watching NFL again. It's like, fuck, now I got to support them. I don't know what the fuck to do. I'll tell you this, though. I am I am with Jerry Jones that, uh, not for the same, again, not for the same reasons as Jerry Jones, but I think we need to get the fuck uh, Goodell out of there. If you want to improve the NFL, you got to get Goodell out of there. He, For whatever reason, he has gone straight towards the money, and he doesn't give a fuck about nothing else. And um, players are, are a product to him. They are not people. I'll tell you a good diff, uh, a good stark contrast to how NFL has treated its players and how it looks at its players and how its commissioner looks at its players and how the NBA looks at its players and how it deals with its players. So you have Goodell hiding the dangers of head injuries, trying to disprove it, funding research to disprove it. All this stuff happening, uh, you know, blackballing Kaepernick, all this bullshit happens in the NFL. Then you have, and by the way, I don't think that it's that it's the national anthem that's hurting the NFL's rankings. That's bullshit. It's saturation and greed that's hurting the NFL. Thursday night football, come on. That's supposed to be on Thanksgiving and maybe one other night. Stop it. Every night of the week, we, I mean, every fucking week, we got you had Thursday night football. That's too much. It's too, too fucking much. You know, it's too much. Sunday was your day, and you expanded out too much. Now you got weak. That's fuck you. That's what you get. All right, sorry. Back to NBA. NBA has uh, they you know the the what's his face came out for the Clippers. He made all those racist statements. Got caught on tape saying the shit, and 
Adam Silver comes out now, because uh, he didn't, you know, try to sidestep it, make it okay. Now he said, look, what you said made our partners, and that was a key way he put it, is he, uh, sorry, he he called the players their partners. He said, it has deeply offended our partners, and you got to go. Maybe paraphrasing, but basically, he's got to go, man. Got to go, got to go. You got to get out. And uh, that's that's what's up, man. That he, uh, my man came out and he said some shit that was extremely offensive to the players and to shit to America, really. Uh, well, at least this this part of America. And uh, he had to go, man. He had to go. Now, it'd be interesting to see how that, how it would play out today, you know, with, with, with the current situation. I wonder if uh, Silver would have the same reaction. I think he would. NBA's strong. It's strong. And it's got strength. Anyway, that's, that's a nice contrast. And, you know, uh, I've always been a casual NBA guy, more of a college basketball dude. And uh, I can tell you, I'm more into the NBA uh, now, and I thank God it started because I, it, I was itchy. I was very itchy for the in the NFL season. I got to tell you on Sundays that you know listening and or watching the football was my thing, and uh, I haven't done that all year. And it, it it made me a little itchy. I'll be honest. And it doesn't help that you know, I have an Amazon TV and they broadcast for free the uh, the Thursday night game. So all week I I turn on I see this big NFL football thing and oh man it makes me makes me want to watch however I, I i can't can't do it the band stands uh not the band i'm not banning them i'm protesting i am boycotting is the is the word boycotting i'm boycotting boycotting all right i'm getting close to work i've rambled on a little bit this got a little bit mildly uh political whatever you know i i I'm pretty sure not everybody agrees with me, and I hope you can keep listening, even though I, I rail against shit all the time. Look, I listen to everybody's perspective. I hope you listen to mine. Uh, you don't have to agree with me, but I hope you respect my opinions. I respect yours. Uh, I may say, you know, I may say derogatory things about it, but hey, I, I respect that it's your opinion. And the fact that I even think about it and sidestep and dance around your opinion should tell you that I do fucking respect your opinion. I just don't agree with it. And I think that nothing wrong with that. We can fucking live, live in the same place, man. We have, we're a big country with a lot of people. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, north, south, east, west, man, we're, fuck, I, I, the fact that we are this country is crazy. The fact that we're one voice is, is absolutely nuts because, you know, Californians are much fucking different than people from Alabama. Eh, no freaking comparison. You know, uh, we we should all be in in like separate little countries. And you know, who knows? Uh, if you listen to the the right website or the right, right podcast, they they might tell you that uh, civil war's coming. Matter of fact, I, I heard that you know November fourth it's supposed to happen. So watch yourselves. Anyway, it's Dub. This conversation from Dub, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Uh, you know, next time maybe we'll uh, have a little bit more folks to talk and not such a rambling two-day rant. But you know, I rant, I rave. That's what I do. I'm Dub. Conversation from Dub. Peace.